This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, time now for us to catch up with Dr. Denise Quinnan from the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience. And, well, a timely conversation as we head into the holiday season because uh, Denise is going to take us through 12 rules for happier holidays. Morena, Denise, good to have you with us. Morena. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well in the lead up to the holidays. But I tell you what, I could do with some of these tips um, because, you know, there's no guarantee that just because you've got time off that you're going to get through it in the way that is going to be, you know, good for you and restful and reset and so forth. And, And I think the thing to remember is that most of us coming in to the holidays come in at a full gallop. We've had three really hard years and everyone's tired. We're all a bit frazzled. And so we are perhaps going to need a little bit of help to get through the time with our family and friends with kind of sanity, dignity and relationships intact. You know. <laughs> well, if you can achieve that, You've uh, you've set yourself up well for 2023, yeah. right? Yeah, and and part of so if we kick off with these rules, part of the challenge we all have is that it's getting busier and busier, and we're all feeling obliged to um, go to this, do that, say yes to that. And so, rule number one is learn to say no. We've all we're tired, but we're going to things we don't want to go to. And we're saying stop the self-sabotage by working out how to say no. And, uh, and usually when you do that, Denise, um, th- there aren't the repercussions that you might imagine people understand and they get on with oh. their events and things anyway. You're not necessarily and the most like important guest there. Everyone else, is, everyone else is tired and busy too. They'll be delighted mm. if you just, you know, they don't care if you don't come to their drinks party. They don't care if you show up for all these things. And it's being really clear about one of the things you really need and want to show up to and what's the stuff you, that's just busyness, you know? All right, that's a good one to take with us right through the year, really, isn't it? Uh, completely. And so is the next one, which is real is better than perfect. Oh, my word, when it comes to this time of year, we all seem to rush into some desire that we have to make everything perfect. I remember as a kid, my mum, you know, Everything had to be perfect. There'd be ivy wrapped around the staircase. There's a decorated topiary tree. There's mistletoe and holly through the house. And at some point on Christmas Eve, my mother would go, I hate Christmas. <laughs> and why does nobody help me? <laughs> so, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. No one cares if there's bloody ivy around the banisters, you know? But we really care if you're able to sit down and relax and smile at us. So we're saying lower the bar, self-compassion. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to return the text and the email. You don't have to um, make the perfect Christmas dinner, you know. Yeah, and some things are going to go wrong, aren't they? You know, the stuffing for the turkey's not going to be quite right or, or whatever. Oh, doesn't yeah. matter. And there's a lovely thing um, that I'd found on the internet a few years ago, and it's a letter from Martha Stewart to Irma Bombeck. And 
Irma Bombeck writing back. And Martha Stewart says, oh, it's a lovely day. And I've just, you know, reconstituted the DNA from some reindeer and I'm making <laughs> um, a handmade sleigh to go with them. And I've, you know, grown some trees and cut them down and made the paper for my Christmas place settings. And I'm just going to make these delicious whatever. And Irma Bombeck writes back on a on a, the back of a, a stained um, shopping receipt. Uh, just trying to get the kids together. Uh, I tried that thing you suggested, but it came out as a disgusting mess because I used frozen instead of dried cranberries. And, and the kids are screaming and there's jam on the wall and happy Christmas. And, and, and so it, it's become kind of a thing in, in our um, organization. Don't go full Martha. Mm. You know, rein yourself. I think you're going full Martha. And it's like, rein yourself in. Get a bit real. All right. Rule three. Rule three. It's better to be kind than right. This um, has been on my fridge for the last, I know, eight years because we're a family who like to be right. You know, can we just dial back the blame game of, well, you didn't send it. Well, I wasn't supposed to phone them. Well, I didn't know I was getting the turkey, you know. And it's like, or the presents aren't wrapped right. And just be, be kind, be kind, be kind. No one cares if you're right. In the, in the end, you know, if you have proved your point and shoved it down the throat of somebody else and smashed them into the ground to prove you're right, who's won here? You know, it's all a bit awful, isn't it? Because what we're saying is, me proving I'm right is more important than your dignity or our relationship. Yeah, so take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. It's better to be kind than right. And we've got some more advice on the deep breath coming. The rule four, done is better than good. You know, again, lower the bar. And especially all the tasks that, um, I'm thinking of things like making beds, cutting the grass, vacuuming. You know, really, done is better than good. I'm thinking about where's your time and energy going? Do you really have to sweat it out getting perfect corners on your Christmas presents? Um, get out and walk on the beach. Get out and sit down and have a cup of tea with someone you like. Yeah. And then we're saying, number five, sometimes you've got to hunt the good stuff. There are, there will be good moments in every day and um, some, there'll also be stress, frustration and irritation and be really careful where you focus your attention and, and I would say take a photograph or a mental photograph or write down or tell someone about the best moments of each day because that's what you remember. I have a photo I took of my mum and my my husband um, in the middle of a double medical emergency. Things were going really pear-shaped. But in the midst of all of this, I came into the room and I found my mum, my, my, my husband, helping my mum delete photos on her phone from when she'd been in hospital. You know the photos old people take of the top of their head when they're trying to talk to you? <laughs> There's about a hundred of those, and, and it, my mother's phone was a document of hospital wards. And um, it was a terrible evening. Nigel was having serious chest pain. But somehow in the middle of this, I have a photo of my lovely partner helping my mum and the two of them sitting relaxed, looking like two teenagers on their phone. And, um, and that's what I remember from that day more. Mm. So it's about... 
don't let the good bits slide by and remember the row. Remember the really tender moment in the kitchen when you told someone you loved them. Remember a walk you had together, you know? And and we can help each other do that. So we're saying, if you're stuck for small talk, ask about what was the best part of your day? What was the funniest bit? What's the most inspiring thing you've heard or read? What was the most meaningful or worthwhile thing you, you felt you did yesterday? Yeah. yeah, we have a tendency, don't we, to gravitate towards the things that might worry us rather than the things that might help relieve that. Yeah, and, and our, memory, our memories are not accurate, full, um, you know, it's not a full data retrieval system. Our memory is so selective. And you can direct what goes into your memory boxes. So rather than putting in, I was so tired and grumpy on Christmas Day because of the cooking. Remember the, remember the beautiful moments that happen around that and remember those too. All right. Rule number six. Yeah. Is what you're doing helping or harming you? So this is the pullback. This is such a great question. And, and we really love it because it puts you back in the driver's seat. It says, you know what you need, so just check in with yourself. Is what I'm doing helping or harming me? And I think the the way that I think about burnout and and the busyness of this year is it's feel it feels like we've wandered so far from the centre of our lives that we can't even see them anymore. This question brings us back to the centre of our own lives and says. Is what I'm doing, helping or harming me, and then take action. And if that means leave the drinks party now, leave the family gathering, go out, say thanks very much to everybody, love you, go home. You know, whatever. But think about what's working for you and what's not. Mm. A lot of these are tied in, aren't they, together? I can think of those. You can ask yourself the same thing if you're starting to pursue a conversation just to try and prove a point, to try and you know, win, win that moment, Completely. as it were. And, and they, all tie, they do tie in together. So it's first, it's what I'm doing, helping or harming. And then rule seven, practice the notice or pause. When you notice you're getting wound up, when you notice you want to be right and not kind, Pause, breathe in, breathe out, notice what's going on in your body. And my one is always, can there is a planet under your feet supporting you. Can you just breathe for a moment and notice that you are the planet that's keeping you alive and supporting you? Ground yourself before you respond. Nice. Mm. Rule eight. Rule eight. You know, part of our quest, rule eight is, yours is not the only family that behaves like this. Stop imagining everybody else is having a perfect Christmas. They're having just the same as you, you know, or some variation on us. Everyone's, we are, it's complex when we go back to family because um, most of my life, I'm a, most of my days at the moment, I'm a worker and a partner. And then when the gatherings come, I'm also a sister, a mother, a cousin, a daughter, and um, an old friend. A, and, and, and so it's not surprising that we end up slipping back into these relationships in those times. And, and I always feel like then 
when it's in a multi-generational setting, I'm still a fractious teenager in some of those to some of those people, and I'm still a bothersome, hovering mother to others, you know? And everyone, we always say like at Christmas, everyone around the table or everyone gathered at the barbecue is in the same space. They were also juggling roles. They've also come into Christmas tired. And, and you know that lovely old saying, guests are like fish. Even the best ones, even the best ones stink after three days. <laughs> you know, give each other some space. We always say, give each other some, some space. Apologize where you need to and move on. Love it. We're all irritating at times. Rule nine, Denise. Don't be reckless. You know, instead of hurling the metaphorical brick or the real one or grabbing the car keys after too much to drink or having that big row, retiring to bed is a safer, more graceful option. And it's kind of like, don't don't storm off. We can be really reckless. And this is from a a personal safety as well as a relationship safety point of view. You know, um, sometimes our tolerance goes down and our capacity to pause and respond carefully goes down. And it's really tempting to just let it, well, I told them what I thought. Um, um, And our thing is, if you're speaking out of frustration and anger, the chances are it's not going to suddenly fix a long-standing problem. Mm, so So this is where it goes. Do the notice or pause. Remember, ask is it helping or harming. Put some boundaries in place. Don't be afraid to take some time away. I think uh, that just retiring for that 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 gentle walk, you know, you can just um, t- yeah. that, that's something that I I find the overstimulation is part of it, you know, and you can get um, you know scratchy uh, as a consequence of not having the normal routine and the peace that perhaps you're used to, particularly if you're yeah. if you're not someone who finds um, you know intense socialising all that easy. It's it's so, it, taking honestly, a few minutes to take a walk um, is a good idea. Really interesting. The other night, I went to a really lovely drinks party. There were lots of people there. I had a couple of really lovely, deep conversations. I wasn't drinking. And the following morning, I had a people hangover. Mm. You know, I had had just too much people and I needed needed quiet. All right. Well, that leads us on to rule 10. (laughs) And that is, Remember, you may miss them when they're gone. You know, think about the middle of the year when you were really missing people. It was dark and lonely and you wanted them to be there with you and you wanted to bring everyone together. Um, In a couple of months from now, you'll miss them again. So if you can pull back and get a bit of prospectus um, and remember that you actually like most of these people. All right, we're talking with Dr. Denise Quinlan from the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience on the um, the 12 rules for happy holidays. We've got two remaining. Rule 11. When all else fails, ask yourself, what am I hoping for now? So this is a great one for when it's all turned to custard, it's broken on the floor, someone's turned up, turned, stormed off, it's time for a radical reset. And this question actually comes out of pediatric palliative care. Uh, Dr. called Chris Huettner would ask parents after they'd been told their child's diagnosis was terminal, he'd say, given where we are, 
given what I've just told you, what are you hoping for now? And that question helped parents engage and think about, yeah, we are going to go forward. We are going to live this next period. So what are we hoping for in it? And I love this question because it reminds us that even in a tough situation, there are small things we can do and small things we can hope for. And it might be hoping for um, peace, a cup of coffee, you know, sunshine on my back, a swing in my case. You know, um, it doesn't matter um, if... Like, like, it is so crazy. Like, if I if I can sit on a, a public, you know, in a public park, if I can sit on a swing and swing for five minutes, I love that. And so on a really bad day, if I could do that, well, that's better than it was, mm. you know? So just what are you hoping for now? And then rule 12, it kind of follows on from rule 10. Remember, you've got a whole 12 months before you have to do this again. <laughs> Yeah, put it in perspective. And so, if you're if you're one of the people going around muttering to themselves, "Oh God, it's only once a year." Oh God, at least Christmas once a year. Well, remember, there will be another whole twelve months before this circus rolls into town again, and you will have twelve months to work on lowering the bar, being real, not perfect, being compassionate to yourself, being kind, not right. But, um, yeah, it's pull back and and um, get a bit of perspective. Love it. Those are the 12 rules for happier holidays that we've been talking about. Denise, I love those. Might we find them anywhere? Oh, yeah. So if they are on, um, there's a link that I can share with you. Um, but if you want to put on the old website. That's a good um, idea. There, they're on the NZIWR website. If you go to our website, nziwr.co.nz, and then um, search 12 Rules for Happier Christmas, it'd be really good if I could remember exactly where they were. Well, I'll tell you what, I, um, I think it's a good idea. We're, uh, here at ORIFM, we'll pop them up on our Facebook page over the next day or two um, so Perfect. that you can link, on the link to that so you can just find them handy because they are really worth, um, really worth exploring and just bearing in mind over this holiday season. Uh, Denise, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORIFM. It's always a delight to, to talk with you. Uh, we've been through a lot this year. We've been through a lot in previous years, and, and, and as uh, we've touched base with you each time, it's helped us to, to put it all in perspective and to, to work on some tools. To, to, to better deal with um, with everything that's thrown at us and also to enjoy, of course, the better moments, as you've suggested today in one of our, our 12 uh, ways for happy holidays. So you have a happy yeah. holiday, Denise, and we look forward um, to the opportunity to talk with you again in 2023. Fabulous. And I'm wishing everybody some calm, some slowdown, and that you get to feel loved and that you love someone, someone else over the holidays. Kia ora. Dr. Denise Quinlan there from the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience. You'll find them online, nziwr.co.nz. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.